how's it going? <laughs> oh my gosh, you scared the bejesus out of me. Hello, Emily. How are you? I am. Happy Sunday. It is. It is Sunday of. Oh, it's the last day of January. Totally forgot. It is. Which is Only crazy. the best month of the year is starting tomorrow. Of course. Actually, no, it's not. Freaking Valentine's Day and still don't have a boo, but whatever. <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel. Please continue <laughs> on. <laughs> I could. I could go all day, but I won't. I won't bother our, our our listeners with with that nonsense but yeah, no, <laughs> it's okay it's been a week no it's february's the best month of the year because <laughs> my birthday of course um of course. and black history month turn up um and you know just the last month before it really kind of starts to turn into spring ish right yeah when does spring start to me spring starts in march in texas it generally starts in march because okay well yeah so that's what i'm thinking the second week but technically is march a winter month yes i think so i think april or yeah i think april is technically when spring starts but i think that's that is how it goes groundhog day you know is in february so that's when we find out if we're gonna have a couple extra weeks of spring according to the groundhog i thought it was extra weeks of winter but okay i don't know exactly what it is it's wow. like what well, if he sees it well is it is it if he <laughs> sees a shadow that means what spring is coming and then if he doesn't see it doesn't then that's more winter when yeah. more is that how it is okay. yes i think so i well i i don't clearly i don't know since i said we get more springtime <laughs> that was wrong mm. okay yeah so how was your weekend anything special happened or Anything noteworthy uh, happened this past week for you? I mean, nothing really. I went to the mall yesterday, bought a bunch of clothes for no reason. Oh, nice. Nice. Where'd was, you go? Um, was anything on sale? Some things were on sale. Some things weren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to Banana Republic, Loft, and Nordstrom. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, found some like really nice, comfy, overflow sweaters that are kind of like the loose turtleneck type. Okay, of thing. I really, I really yeah, like yeah. those. I really like those. Um, and, yeah, like, sometimes those are cool. they're they're light enough, so it's not like a heavy sweater. So mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they they comfortable. Yeah. How about they you? Comfy. How how was your week or weekend? Um, my week was it was hectic a little bit at work. Um, not that I really worked too much like overtime, but just because it was just one of those weeks where it was like I would work on a client and then someone would ask me to come in and message me or email me and ask me to work on another client. So I was doing a lot of just like jumping back and forth and jumping through hoops and having to stop something and start something else. And there was one day where I had like three or four meetings back to back Mm. and it was, I was just like, uh, my head was spinning. So it was wow. yeah it was eventful um and then this weekend was also very eventful one of my best guy friends got engaged mm. and yes i actually saw this on instagram so yes congratulations to them congratulations to kevin and Haley. um yeah it it was a very fun time it was you know scaled back because of covid and it was in 
it was in Haley's backyard, the fiance. And um, yeah, it it was fun. It was I was happy that I was invited and it's very fun. I don't know. It's it's I am a hopeless romantic. I love love. I love seeing my friends be happy. And so, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to go and be there with them and help them celebrate this new um, adventure they're about to go on. Now this is like the third wedding that I have this spring. <laughs> so let's see if any more <laughs> are going to pop up. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> but well, yeah, so. Actually, thank you for bringing up work because I totally forgot that this happened, which I don't know how I forgot. But so on Wednesday, my laptop broke. I don't oh, know how. Yes. Okay, I couldn't, yes. it wouldn't let me log in and it was just on this endless loop. I don't know exactly what I did, but I think what happened and what the IT guy told me was that I updated my laptop Monday night, totally forgot about it, went to sleep, logged in Tuesday, everything was fine, shut it down, and then I tried logging in on Wednesday and it just didn't want, it just wouldn't let me log in. It was just kind of on the black circle, circle screen. And the guy was like, well, I guess it just kind of got stuck in the update loop. And unfortunately, uh, we have to send you a new laptop. And in my head, I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. I mean, he was like, well, you'll be off of work probably for two or three days. I was like, fine with me, free vacation. Like, sure, sorry, called my boss. I was like, hey, sorry, my computer can't work. I'll yeah. be off until Monday. And then mm-hmm. sadly, um, Thursday, he I guess they, they like super overnighted or something. And so this happened Wednesday. Was thinking, okay, I'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, and I'll be able to do whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, Thursday afternoon, I get an email saying um, it's out for delivery. And then like an hour later, it got delivered. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I can't get a break from work. My company does not want me. Does not want me not spending any time not working. So. They said, nope. You better pay a hundred dollars to overnight that. Yes. They were not playing. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Sh- I'm sorry, yeah. but you got Wednesday off, right? You got all of Wednesday off. I got all of Wednesday off, and then most of Thursday. By uh, Thursday around three or four, I kind of I got it up and sort of running. So it was it was just kind of uploading all my files. So I didn't really work on Thursday, mm-hmm. but yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, but still, transitioning computer over it takes a while. I had to do that um, a while back when I got a new computer for work. But mm-hmm. yeah, at least you got a little bit of time off. But do you feel like it like kind of bit you in the butt since, you know, you missed out on time of working? Oh, yeah. I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, I was going to get three days off. I thought I wasn't going to have to work until month, until I get tomorrow, which is technically yeah. Monday. So, yeah, no, I was a little upset. But uh, it is what it is. Can't get any time off. But it did actually. So that Thursday morning, I slept in, and um, it was when the whole GameStop fiasco was happening. So was able to get informed of what exactly <laughs> was going on with that situation. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the big news of the week. The GameStop stock, I don't know, fiasco, if, that was, if that's what we want to call it. Um I'm not an expert in the stock market or trading, but basically my understanding was that some people on some guys on Reddit, do do you use Reddit? No, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I will go on there just to see some stuff that I'm interested in and see what other people yeah. have to 
to do but yeah. no nah, i don't really i don't post on it right same now. like i'll go and randomly creep on like subreddits like i'll go and read stuff but i've never like posted it and i don't have an account but um mm-hmm. so basically some redditors decided to um take advantage of an opportunity that they saw the this um what broke what do you call them it was so the investors overshorted the gamestop stock and so basically what a what shorting the stock is is where an investor will borrow a stock from a broker and then they'll sell the stock onto the market hoping or with research and stuff knowing that the stock price will drop down so then once they buy it back they'll make a profit off of that and then they have to give the stock back to the broker yeah which I've never heard of this phenomenon before, but sounds pretty interesting because the way I was explained to it by my friend Kevin, who was an accounting and finance major and is very up to date on all that kind of stuff is like, it's a pretty easy thing to do, like to like just easy money to make when you, whenever you um, mm-hmm. decide to pick the stock that you think is going to go down in value. So mm-hmm. Yeah, the internet completely, Twitter, Instagram, everything blew up about this. Um, so yeah, to be continued on what exactly goes down with all, with all that um, should be interesting. And I'm sure now a lot of people are interested in the stock market and investing. So mm-hmm. could be a good thing for our economy, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Or it just all goes downhill for all those people and they lose a bunch of money. But we'll see. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so if you are interested in wanting to more know more about that i recommend watching the big short it's a really good i movie. have not i still have not watched that yet it's a really good movie it does a good job of explaining some of the concept concepts in a modern um funky way so i highly recommend for people that don't know finance all too well it's a good movie nice you can also watch wolf of wall street you could do that too <laughs> month in into 2021 you know some people are still sticking to their new year's resolutions and trying to become better people and one way about that is or one way around that is to go to therapy and you know make try to better your mind or you know grow your mind in a different way that you never saw before or heal um some trauma or difficult times in your life that you're still trying to get through. Yes. And I mean, so there's there's a lot of things that therapy can help you with to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. And so Ariana, t- my question to you is, ha- have you ever been to therapy? And you know, what were your thoughts about before going and you know, your overall experience with it? Yeah, so I did go to therapy in college um i think it, it was junior year uh, it was second semester junior year and just to kind of touch on what kind of led me to the decision of going to therapy or seeking out counseling um i had a really really hard fall semester 
of junior year. It was the first year that it was the first semester I was starting in accounting and it was really stressful um, because up until you're in your major, you're kind of taking baby BS classes like English and I don't know, English. No, just kidding. I like English. <laughs> no shade to English. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, you're not taking serious. You're taking all those prereqs that don't really mean anything that you have to take anyway, you know. Yeah. And so um, junior year, a whole just mess started with me being in accounting and um, getting closer to graduation and um so had that going for me school wise and then I also had some boy drama I was involved with this guy I guess you could say he was my first um fuck boy experience (laughs) Um, (laughs) just to put it that way uh it was this guy that he was a little older than me and had a crush on him and um he he just played that to his advantage I think Mm -hmm. Um, not necessarily in a malicious way, but I think he he knew what he was doing. He knew that I liked him and that I was younger and I was more immature and inexperienced than he was. And I think that he kind of liked that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I was dealing with that. And so back to the whole accounting thing, I I just had a lot going on was struggling in school and at the end of the semester I ended up failing failing meaning I got like a C minus when I needed a C um Mm -hmm. in one of my accounting Mm -hmm. classes and it was absolutely devastating Mm -hmm. um and that was definitely the hardest thing I've ever dealt with in my life and that whole winter break I just was so upset I was crying all the time and Emily knows this. I'm an emotional person. I cry and, you know, I cry and then I get over it. Like, that's just how Mm -hmm. I cope with things. Some people aren't criers and aren't as emotional as I am. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was very upset, very shaken. And then, you know, I had that whole thing with that guy going on in the background. And so then when I came back, when I came back in the spring for that second semester of junior year, I um, ended up getting involved with this other guy um he was a friend and then he became a boyfriend and things just moved like really really fast and it was a very short-lived relationship and I was kind of blindsided when he decided to end things Mm um what a jerk (laughs) I know what a jerk (laughs) that vanilla guy um, I remember this. <laughs> it was so sad. Yeah, so I was I was blindsided, and he was kind of he was like my first boyfriend, mm-hmm. and um, so after that, it was just like I, it was like I got dumped. I mm-hmm. failed a class. I had was in my feelings already about that other guy, mm-hmm. um, and so that semester I turned twenty one, and then it was basically like the whole summer. The whole summer, I was basically drunk, like, all summer, honestly. Like, it could have been partly because I was 21, but also it was probably because I was also still sad about the guy that I dated. And looking back on it, it of course, I was probably being a little over dramatic because it, it wasn't a relationship that lasted very long, and it wasn't even, it wasn't super serious, but it hurt. It hurt me. It was sad. It was my yeah. first breakup, so yeah. I think that I was warranted in my feelings of being upset about it. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, like I said, it was drunk the whole summer. Um, and then when I came back senior year, I was like ready to have the best year ever, you know, enjoy the last moments with my friends before they went on internship and grad and we all graduated and everything. And it was like, I got back and first off I had a class with my ex. Great. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. I don't think we ever had a class. To- okay. We had one class together before we had even like really became friends and knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after we break up, we end up in the class together. And not only were we in the class together, we had a group project together. So Ooh. I was Man. super insecure, overthinking yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah. And I had to see him all the time because we had mutual friends. We were in the same like fraternity. And yeah, no. yeah it Faith, was, the universe was not nice to you. It was not. <laughs> it was not. When it rains, it pours. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically I came back that semester and I was having a good time with my friends. And then I realized like I would go out with my friends, have drink a little bit, have a good time, be laughing and super happy. And then I'd come home and I'd cry hmm. like every time. Oh. And I was like, hmm. what is wrong with me? I was like, you have so many people that love you and care about you. You like overcame your whole thing with accounting for the most part and then you know i'm having a good time living my life and i'm still clearly something is still wrong with me so i was at the time i was in this class called um it was like marriage and family studies or something like that where we talked about you know dating courtship um marriage having children stuff like that and um and in it we kind of talked about there being i had this one friend named Dominique and I remember I think we were walking either to or from that class and I, I kind of just asked her hey have you ever been to to counseling or therapy and she was like yeah actually I have like I went to the Baylor Counseling Center and I think that was the year or maybe a year before that they had just made it free to go um, which is awesome so I think that day or a couple of days later I went and went for my first like eval and then they took me in and um, paired me with this counselor um, so mm. that's kind of what, what led me to go. Mm-hmm. And um, looking back on it, I'm just so happy that, like, I, I was bold enough to, like, ask someone and, and for mm-hmm. my friend to be so vulnerable with me and, yep. and tell me about her experience. Because, honestly, like, I didn't know about it. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone that had gone. You know, there's such mm-hmm. a stigma um, between all ages when it comes to going to counseling, going to therapy. Mm-hmm. and um you know what i feel like original I, what were your original thoughts you know when <sighs> when you first actually thought about going i didn't i guess i didn't really have any um i didn't think it was like wrong to go i just didn't know what kind of warranted someone yeah. going like what was if the reason was, that yeah. people if went it was, yeah if it was worthy of going yeah yeah um and you know, I felt kind of silly when I first went in there and they were like, okay, so what brings you here? Like, what do you, like, what's going on with you? And I'm like, well, I got dumped last semester. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm here to talk about how my boyfriend dumped me. Like, what? Like, it mm-hmm. sounded, like, really silly. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, honestly, to go back to your question, I, yeah, I just, I, I was just unfamiliar, really. I mean, the only thing I really knew was, you know, seeing in, you know, when the typical, um, 
vision or the typical portrayal is what I'm trying to say of therapy is in movies and TV shows. You go there, you sit on the couch and you talk about your feelings and the therapist Mm -hmm. is like, how does that make you feel? You know, like that was the (laughs) only thing I I really knew about it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I. I went and luckily I, I got paired with a counselor that um, I just clicked with mm-hmm. instantly and that doesn't always happen. So if you're someone that's thinking about going to therapy or that has tried therapy, um, I definitely recommend like continuing to try it out or like try a different person if you didn't like it the first time because you're not always going to click with the person. I, I feel like I was really lucky that I did, but mm-hmm. um you know, think about whether you want someone that, like, if you're black and you want a black therapist or, like, you would you prefer a man or a woman? Would you prefer someone that um, is older and kind of feels like a motherly or, like, grand grandmother-like figure? Or do mm-hmm. you want someone that's more like your age? My counselor was probably only a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really nice. I felt like she was my friend, honestly. <laughs> um, and I guess a question on the structure of you know of your sessions was it more of just kind of you ranting you know you just kind of you know rambling and exposing everything that went wrong or was it you know kind of, I don't want to say more of an interview or like what what was the structure of of your sessions so I guess you could say the structure was more of like when I first went in she was kind of asking me like what what was going on with me like what led me to to be in the room with her um and you know I kind of just explained to her like I feel like I'm a self-aware person um I feel like I I know generally what I'm feeling how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling it but I said I've just gotten to this point where I feel like I don't really know what to do to overcome the um sadness and also mixed in with I had really severe test anxiety like after that Mm -hmm. like I mm-hmm. just went only and it was only when it came to accounting. It was like I would go into accounting test and I just like freeze up because I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to fail. Like I suck. I'm dumb, you know, like very anxious um, mm-hmm. and dep- like a little depressed, too. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I had a full blown like depression, but was mm-hmm. dealing with a little bit of depression. And um sorry, what was your question? <laughs> the structure. I mean, oh, like, the structure. In- were you just talking, you know, freely yeah. talking? Yeah. So really, yes, yeah, she would kind of ask me, um, you know, what, you know, okay. So I feel like one thing I did think going in was that she was going to be telling me how to deal with my stuff. Mm-hmm. She was going to be giving me advice, but her, and I think it might be, there might be different approaches for different counselors, mm-hmm. but her approach was really just to ask me kind of to elaborate on things and then mm-hmm. it would make me like she was kind of guiding my like train of thought okay like she would ask me a question um and then kind of be like well why do you think you felt that way mm-hmm. and then I'd be like okay well let me go back to my childhood trauma like <laughs> yeah it's, it's go it's going back to the root cause of you know what makes exactly you, you exactly and how your brain's wired and all this type of stuff exactly okay so okay. that's kind of how it was. And then um, we kind of it's a little foggy since it was quite some time ago, but um, just different sessions like afterwards, she would tell me kind of like towards the end, she would kind of tell me to like, OK, think about like 
what you want to be what do you want to talk about like next time you come um and yeah it would just go from there it was yeah like i said it's a little foggy so i can't really go into details of exactly how the sessions went but i just know that my expectation was more that she would be um telling me okay this is what you need to do when you're feeling this way and this is how you should handle this but more it was her asking me uh she was posing questions to me that were then making me talk and dive deeper into how I was feeling and why I was feeling it and then she would kind of ask like I remember one time distinctly she was like I was kind of just explaining to her I was like I just feel so overwhelmed and like I feel like I am just overwhelmed and and don't feel like I can get everything that I have going on done and she Mm -hmm. was like have you ever not turned in an assignment and I was like well no Mm -hmm. and she was like have you ever like just completely dropped the ball and like not done what you said you're gonna do when it came to like school and I was like well no and she was like well there Like, (laughs) you're Uh basically she was kind of, you know, guiding me and telling me like, you're kind of you're you're being a little irrational, like, yeah, really reel yourself back and ask yourself those questions to put it into a different perspective and be more realistic, Uh Um, which was super helpful because I think, you know, having an unbiased opinion, like she truly was unbiased because like Uh she doesn't really know me. She doesn't know my whole life story. I could tell her whatever I wanted to tell her. I could lie to her if I wanted to. Like, you know. I mean, Um, (laughs) it's NDA, basically. Exactly. So (laughs) No secrets are being told there. And how did she give you guidance or, uh, like, did she tell you what you need to be doing? Or, um, you know, did she give you some type of breathing exercises or, um, you know, when you're ever feeling this way, do you need to think about this or recall a time in this? Or was it more of just you relieving of yourself of like, okay, I just have so much pressure and anxiety and this depression and trauma built up that I just need to release it out into the into the unknown or I guess into the known now that somebody knows about it. And I will... F- and it will feel better and you just started feeling better after every every session yeah so i would say it was more of it was mostly just me talking her asking more um probing questions that's i had that on the tip of my tongue and i couldn't but probing questions you know asking me questions that would have me to go deeper into how i was feeling and then a small part of it was her telling me things that I should do or having me recall on times when I did overcome difficulties and kind of reminding me of like how I, what I, what tools I used back then and like what tools um, I could still use now. So like, I remember one time I was telling her like, Oh, like we went to him and my ex and I went to this place and it was like my place, but I shared it with him and I was like, I can't go back to that place anymore. Cause it's like tainted. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And like, we kind of left it at that. And then kind of like that weekend, I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I'm going to that place again because it was my place, whether he was there or not. <laughs> so <laughs> this is mine. And I kind of like took it back. And then I told her and she was like, oh, that's so great. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was mostly 
her asking me probing questions so that I could dive deeper and then with a little bit of advice on how to handle things and the main thing she did was give me validation okay which I feel like a lot of times um because it my friends would give me validation but I Mm -hmm. didn't trust them yeah you think they're just kind of giving you the bs you know yes you know i'm you're i'm going through the exact same thing blah 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 yeah yeah, and and that's something that i i saw um in some of the research that of like you know the benefits of of therapy and yeah it makes you feel you know not not alone um like yes there's other people going with this problems and yes like your friends could be going through that but you know this person, you know, talks to so many different people mm-hmm. and all those people are going through not the same situations, but similar situations as you. So, yeah, um, it, it's not the same, you know, yeah, validation that your friends give you. It's yeah. nice to know a complete stranger is saying, yes, the, you know what? What you're going through is normal. You're, you are normal. Yes. It's okay to, to go through these emotions and these situations. Exactly, because I feel like I just got to the point with my friends where they're like, he sucks. Yeah. Like, he doesn't deserve you. Like, if, you know, the list, going Mm -hmm. down the list of things that girlfriends tell their other friends when they're feeling Mm -hmm. some type of way about a guy. He sucks. He doesn't deserve you. Mm -hmm. Um, you You're going to find somebody better. Mm -hmm. But I was like, of course you're going to tell me that. Like, you're my friend. Do you want what's best for me? You love me. Yeah. But it's like, that's not helping me. You're not helping me. Mm-hmm. that you telling me that is not helping me feel better and that's not their fault but i'm just saying like i was like okay this is why i have to take this extra step because it's like that's not helping me what i'm doing right now isn't me trying to surround myself with my friends me trying to do things that make me happy that's not mm-hmm. helping me so like yeah what else can i do so that was mm-hmm. literally going to therapy was like my last resort mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah even though i feel like our generation is really really trying to normalize going to therapy and counseling and and being open and talking about mental health i still feel like there are a lot of stigmas um between men and women and between other races um Mm -hmm. and how often they go how do like do you agree with that yeah generally um i mean like when i was growing up i mean and uh i mean like i went to therapy for I don't know I don't even want to say it was therapy it was probably more just counseling and me just needing to vent out my my feelings and fears to another person that were not my friends Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but like okay I'll just talk about that experience real quick so yeah I mean I mainly went in mainly for anxiety I guess medical anxiety medical caused anxiety was it really sure yeah medicine Mm -hmm. um anyway Mm -hmm. so yeah no I went um same place as you with Baylor um, and it was really the first time where I was expressing my fears to anybody, my parents, my friends, brothers, anybody. And it just felt good to like kind of get it off my chest and, you know, expose it to the world. And, you know, like talking about, you know, everybody kind of has this fear of death and that's kind of, you know, one of my biggest ones and like heights and stuff like that. Um, and kind of like you, she was kind of, you know, giving these scenarios of like you know if you're in a plane like you know what are the odds of it crashing and stuff like this mm-hmm. um just kind of reeling you back like yeah bringing it back to like just trying to ground yourself mm-hmm. 
so yeah you kind of get head lost in the space um, and you just need that that one person that unbiased person to kind of bring you back to where you are but back to your question about upbringing yeah like my family no we never went to therapy or my parents never brought up therapy Uh, it was kind of like when I was going through this anxiety um I mean I don't blame my I won't blame my parents but I mean sometimes they just thought like oh it's just all in your head like and and yeah it is but you know sometimes I just need somebody there to like that validation like yes what you're thinking is normal um so yeah no I mean like I grew up in a Hispanic household so it's like you're getting a a jungle out to the face it's like now you're fine you know just you're you're being weak like you need to stop feeling sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. um so yeah no my parents never really brought it up I mean like I don't think they look down upon it but it's just more like you just need to work your way out of it yeah how about you where did your parents ever do you know if your parents ever went to therapy or like when you were growing up um (laughs) did they ever um okay (laughs) no I mean, it's, you know, I was looking at some, like, a write-up that was on the CDC website, and it says that non-Hispanic white adults were most likely to have received any mental health treatment in the past 12 months mm-hmm. um, compared with any other race and Hispanic origin groups. And so that was, this was, this was done, this um, kind of article was done in September of 2020, so fairly recent data and numbers, and... Um, it says that non-Hispanic white adults were more likely than non-Hispanic black. And then it goes even further to say that black adults are more likely to go than Hispanic adults. Um, and mm-hmm. still the numbers are really low. Like it's like 8% black adults are likely to go and then 6.6% uh, Hispanic adults. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's definitely a, a stigma in the in the black community around going to therapy especially with the older generation definitely i feel like our like i said our generation is is better at talking about it and being more open open about it and encouraging people because yeah there was a stigma and the idea that you're crazy if you go to therapy like no Mm -hmm. you're going to seek someone's help and advice and these people are trained professionals like Mm -hmm. normal people that have normal people problems can go and benefit from from therapy sessions Mm -hmm. um so yeah I I remember I didn't even really tell my mom that I went to therapy until after I went just because Mm -hmm. like I just I didn't I don't know I didn't know what her reaction was going to be and and in the moment I didn't feel like dealing with whatever her reaction was going to be so I didn't feel like telling her I was very Mm -hmm. open with my friends about it but yeah definitely not my mom and they have been that my neither my mom or dad have been um but I've definitely told them and encouraged them but my mom still hasn't gone and to bring it to another issue i i understand that it's not feasible for everyone like i said when we went to baylor it was free Mm -hmm. you know but it can be expensive but Mm -hmm. um there are other avenues where you can get therapy you can go through your church you could go like there i'm sure there are tons of community centers or organizations that offer free counseling Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're someone that's still in college and listening, then definitely like look into that because um, it could be free or very, very cheap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's a, another barrier of entry to going to therapy is that it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why no, do I need I'll, to pay that much money to just talk to somebody? But yeah. like, I'm just like, try it out and you'll see that 
and maybe it's not for everybody but mm-hmm. if you're curious i say try it out give it some time and if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for you but if you get to the point where you feel like you've exhausted options and you are looking for a sign for someone to tell you to go to therapy then here it is um but yeah what were you saying sorry emily no i was just gonna kind of like cop off your your point there on or at least bring it back to your um stats that you said like how hispanics people hispanic people are you know least likely people to go to therapy and i think it's just kind of like what i was saying is that we're just such a strong-willed culture you know our (laughs) hispanics have a lot of pride um and we don't like people i don't want to say trying to help us but you know we don't like free handouts we we're very handy people we you know we like getting over the hump by ourselves and saying you know we were able to accomplish this um so i think that's probably one of the main reasons why hispanics are just generally less likely to go go to therapy um but yeah no i mean i understand that yeah it's not accessible to you know, a lot of people for cost wise, I think I read somewhere that like most either therapy centers now, or at least it's starting, you're able to get it, I think, covered now in um, your health insurance. I think, I think more, more centers now are, are opening that, that option to people. Yeah. Um, so because we're in a, a mental health crisis. Yeah, no, t- like- I'm pretty sure, you know, once all the stats come out, 2020 will be one of the worst years for suicide and depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, abuse, alcohol or drug abuse. Substance abuse, um, yeah. Yeah, all of that. It, it will definitely be a, a very bad year in that sense. Yeah, it's th- therapy is, is definitely an avenue to go um, about to, you know, help your problems from an unbiased person if, if you need that help. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I highly recommend, I tell everybody I'm very open with my therapy experience. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I went or the reasons why I went and I feel like I'm a better, stronger person because of it. So do what makes you happy and do what makes you healthy. personally my favorite part of the episode stan or not a fan but before i start with that i forgot to mention something earlier um i went out with a friend yesterday and her boyfriend and she told me a little something about you and yes yes you you she said she had listened to the podcast and she was like oh my gosh i remember this girl because apparently back at Baylor, you were on Coconut's basketball, intramural basketball team. <laughs> and apparently you were doing half court three pointers. <laughs> and you this won. Is, this is y'all, true. She said they won the championship because yeah, of y'all. No, and I was did. like, oh, because of you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we over here doing three pointers like Steph Curry (laughs) (laughs) hell yes I was yeah no I remember that oh my gosh yeah that was freshman year my friend Lindsay 
I think they went through the first game, and I don't want to say they sucked, but I guess it was rough. And so my friend Lindsay <laughs> asked me if I wanted to play. And I was like, yeah, sure. I haven't played basketball, well, probably at that point since junior year of high school, so it was two years. So I was a bit rusty, but, I mean, I was always a good shooter. So, yeah, no. Yeah, I was launching from, you know, basically <laughs> half court. I mean, yeah, no, a lot of the girls were very shocked of how – shooting oh uh, yeah but I love yeah that. no we won we were i think the bottom ranked on the on the tournament um towards the end for the playoffs mm-hmm. and, yeah we were we were the lowest ranked we came from behind and, yeah no we were the underdogs and we pulled through we won the championship i have the t-shirt to prove it does your back no. still hurt from carrying the, the team <laughs> i have had back problems since that time so possibly wait who, who you'll have to tell uh, me who this was okay yeah <laughs> i'll tell you um but yeah i just i i had that we, it would just happen yesterday and i forgot to bring it up at the beginning but i just had to mention that to you because i was like i thought that was hilarious <laughs> um but yeah so back to our reg- rah, back to our regularly scheduled programming stan or not a fan are you a stan or are you not a fan of binging tv shows this may shock some people, but I am not a fan of binge-watching TV shows. Oh, shoot. Okay, why? I, I'm just not a big TV person. I I, I catch on to things very late. Um, and, I mean, I guess I'll binge-watch them, but not really, though. Um, like, um, let me think. I, I don't... I don't seek out new TV shows or new content. I generally stick to the stuff I know and then from other things of if, if, if different properties from that brand, um, I'll generally watch. So like Star Wars or Marvel, like Star Wars came out with The Mandalorian. I'll sit and watch The Mandalorian, you know, every week it comes out um, whenever it's on Disney Plus. Or like right, right now for Marvel, they have um, WandaVision. I'll sit down mm-hmm. and watch watch WandaVision but that's coming out on a weekly basis which I like because I don't know I feel that with this whole binge thing now like you have to finish it tomorrow if you don't finish it tomorrow then I don't know your your life is screwed or something I don't know I just hate the like I don't know I just also hate sitting on my butt for 10 hours of watching this thing like yes it might be good but i mean the thought of you know wasting a whole day watching tv i mean i generally already do that with youtube but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't know just binge watching things like i and i'm really late to tv shows like game of thrones i guess i binge watched that because i caught all of it at the end so uh the final season had already came out and everybody was talking about how bad the ending was. But I also, this was also the time where I had six months off before I started work. So I yeah. had all the time in the world to be, th- like, if I wanted to be doing nothing, this was the time I could be doing nothing. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I did binge watch that, but that's just because I literally had nothing else to do with my life. Yeah. Um, but generally, no, I don't, I don't binge watch things um, for just the fun of it like even the office like i can't probably can't go no more than three or four episodes at a time even then okay how about you do you do you binge watch a lot of things or i binge but uh, i have a love-hate relationship with binging because sometimes the stuff is so good you want to finish it you want to get that conclusion 
um, that that ending that you're yearning for. But at the same time, it is so addictive to where I've had times where I've stayed up on a work night till 3 a.m. Trying to like I did that for Love is Blind. I stayed up till like 3 or 4 a.m. Trying to finish Love is Blind because I because everybody at work had started it. Everybody at work and my friends that I knew had started it before me. And so I was trying to catch up to them. And then I sped up so much and consumed so much in such a short amount of time. Then I finished it before everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't talk about it. <laughs> so I was a little annoyed. Um, but yeah, it's for your eyes and for your your mental health, probably not the greatest to sit there and binge watch TV shows, especially TV shows that have more than one season um but yeah i like i like watching tv i don't i i i see some new show i there are some shows that i'm like okay like i'll get to it i'll watch it and then there are other shows that i'm browsing whether it's amazon or netflix or whatever and i'm like okay that that's coming out that sounds interesting i'm gonna put that on my list so um i do binge watch but i'm gonna say i'm not a fan just because I've seen how addicting it can be and how time consuming um, it can be to binge a TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, there's just so much TV out there nowadays that I, I just know I'm not going to be able to catch up to to yeah. everything that's out there. And exactly. I just, as I said, I stick to what I know. And, you know, maybe if enough people convince me to check something out, then I'll check it out. But for the exactly. most part... I just sit, sit and stay stay watching the same TV or movies. Same. Um, so I guess that concludes Stan or Not a Fan. And this is, I guess, the end of our episode. So we'll have to talk to you guys another time. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>